On the resurrection morning When all the dead in Christ shall rise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal soul In weakness raised in power Ready to live in paradise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never of God for stand There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of my Savior Ready to live in the reclaimed I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal Free From every imperfection Youthful and happy I shall be Lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life oh, yes. I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never stand There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life When the last trump of God shall sound I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal grains All bursting saints are shouting Heavenly beauty all around I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Oh yes I'll have a new home Glory, glory, glory With the reading of God to stand no more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness of my sightness Ready to live, I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal Good morning, good evening Wherever you may be Welcome to the Passion for Christ show So glad to have you, friend Hey just want to let you know I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see, in him alone I find peace, joy, forgiveness, happiness. I'm blessed beyond measure more than I could ever deserve. I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to let you know my goal here is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about the great I am. That's right. The great I am. But before we get to that study, we got a few things along the way. And the first is headline news. Get this. Get this. We've been following this for a little while. Addressing a growing controversy within its own sport, the governing body of American Competitive Swimming released new rules last Wednesday that place major new restrictions on male-to-female transgender athletes due to what the organization calls 
competitive advantages for male swimmers. Mm. The new rules by USA Swimming were released nearly two weeks ago after the NCAA tightens its rules for transgender athletes. The controversy was ignited by the success of Penn's Leah Thomas, who swam on the men's team for three years before swimming on the women's team this season. Thomas has broken multiple records and was on place to challenge for titles in several events at the NCAA championship March 16th, 19th at Georgia Tech. It is unknown, however, whether Thomas will be eligible under these new rules. USA Swimming has and will continue to champion gender equality and inclusivity of all cisgender and transgender women and their rights to participate in sport. The development of the elite policy therefore acknowledges a competitive difference in the male and female categories and the disadvantages this represents an elite head-to-head competition. So they've uh, uh, upped the ante on the testosterone's level that must be continuous for at least three years. So there you go, folks. USA Swimming Changes Rules for Trans Athletes acknowledges that men have an competitive advantage. Mm, wow, folks. Well, get this. I bet you didn't know this was happening or on the foreseeable future. Families who feared Amazon's Lord of the Rings series would be filled with R-rated content can now rest a little bit easier. According to co-creator and showrunner Patrick McKay, who told Vanity Fair he wants the show to be enjoyed by fans all across the spectrum, included by tweens. McKay said the goal was to make a show for everyone, for kids who are 11, 12, and 13, even though sometimes they might have to pull the blanket up over their eyes if it's a little too scary. We talked about the tone in Tolkien's books. This is material that is sometimes scary and sometimes very intense, sometimes quite political, sometimes quite sophisticated, but it's also heartwarming, life-affirming, optimistic. It's about friendship. It's about brotherhood and underdogs overcoming great darkness. The series is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. McKay said he understands why fans are nervous. He says, we know what it's like to be anticipating something and be terrified that it won't live up to expectations. All total, the series will span 50 hours. There you go, folks. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series won't include sex. It's a show for everyone the creator said there you go there you go well get this this could happen anywhere folks churchgoers of an australian congregation 
are expressing outrage after police interrupted a service last week to ensure parishioners were wearing masks as required by local law. Police walked without notice into St. Bernadette's Catholic Church in Mount Hathorne, Western Australia, during Thursday's Mass. Police said that they were acting on the tip and some parishioners were not following the law which requires masks in public indoor settings. In the end, police found five people not wearing masks, although one person had an exemption. The four remaining persons were told to wear the mask. One parishioner named Matthew said the churchgoers were a bit shaken up. Everyone was stunned. It was confronting. It was troubling to see the preacher you love stop by police. How about that, folks? You're in there having a wonderful time in your ceremony and worshiping, and next thing you know, police march in without notice, without knocking on the door, and demand people put on their mask, checking everyone. Mm, police stopped church service to check masks. Everyone was stunned. <laughs> there you go, folks. Like I said, that can happen any where at any time there you go folks and that's our headline news for this broadcast and now this day in church history On this day, in 1865, the galleries of the United States House of Representatives were packed for an historic event. For the first time in the history of the American Republic, an African American was preaching to the House of Representatives. Henry Highland Garnett did so at the request of Abraham Lincoln. Today's excerpt is from that sermon. He would later serve as Presbyterian missionary to Jamaica and died in Liberia in 1882. Here is part of the quote of Garnett's historic speech. The context here is talking about slavery. Garnett says, Let us view this demon which the people have worshipped as a god. Come forth, thou grim monster, that thou mayest be critically examined. There he stands. Behold him, one and all. Its work is to chattelize man, to hold property in human beings. Great God, I, was, I would as soon attempt to enslave Gabriel or Michael as to enslave a man made in the image of God and for whom Christ died. Slavery is snatching man from the high place to which he was lifted by the hand of God and dragging him down to the level of brute creation where he is made to be the companion of the horse and the fellow of the ox. It tears the crown of glory from his head and as far as possible 
obliterates the image of God that is in him. Slavery preys upon man and man only. Brute cannot be made a slave. Why? Because a brute has not reason, faith, nor an undying spirit, nor conscience. Does not look forward to the future with joy or fear, nor reflect upon the past with satisfaction or regret. But who in this vast assembly, who in all this broad land, will say that the poorest and most unhappy brother in chains and servitude has not every one of these high endowments? Who denies it? Is there one? If so, let him speak. There is not one. No, not one. And that's this day in church history. And now, folks, we have a little bit of fun with Name That Bible Character. Here is your clue. I am the disciple Jesus saw sitting under a fig tree. Who am I? Here's your clue one more time. I am the disciple Jesus saw sitting under a fig tree. Who am I? We'll reveal the answer to that tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal in our final segment of Name That Bible Character. Well, folks, drag up your chair and get you a hot cup of tea or a hot cup of coffee. I have mine right here with me. Get your Bibles and let's open up God's fantastic and powerful Word of God. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 3. and This was part of my reading program I've been going through here recently. I challenge everyone to... Do just that, have a reading program or some type of reading. And in chapter 3 of Exodus, it says this, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. As Moses said, Here am I. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals. The place where you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Indeed, folks, I think we would have all been in a similar state as Moses. Fearful, humbled, in awe, 
Verse 7, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Havites, the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites have reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Good question, folks. Who, who am I? I mean, I would pose the same question to God as well. Um, a nobody. Verse 12, And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of it, you will worship God on this mountain. And Moses said to them, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your father has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Moses needed to know what we all need to know, folks. Who is this God? What is your name, God? Please tell us. Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. That word, I am, Hebrew. Jehovah, folks, the existing one, the one true God. He is the one that is with you, Moses. He is the one that is sending you, Moses. He is the one in verse 15 that said to Moses, Say to the Lord Israel, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, there's the name, The Lord, the God of your fathers, The God of Abraham, The God of Isaac, The God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, The name by which I am to be remembered From generation to generation. That is who is going to be with Moses. Jehovah. Now, it's interesting, he says here, that I am who I am. I am has sent me to you. This is beautiful, special, unique in every way, folks, what God is doing Revealing himself to Moses. How special was this? Well, in Exodus chapter 6, we find this in verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of this country. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. El Shaddai, God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. Have you ever caught that verse before? But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. What is he saying? Well, they uh, had... uh, 
known God. They knew who he was. They knew that he was El Shaddai. They knew he was the mighty one. They knew that that they were given promises that yet were not completed. So the patriarchs were privileged to know God. God, the one who came to them and established a covenant relationship, but it was yet realized. They knew God. They had a relationship with God in that way, in that, in that sense. In the sense of a maker of the covenant. But yet they had not realized and known God as Moses would and is. As the children of Israel would know him in this beautiful and fantastic way. He would be the Jehovah. The existing one who would fulfill the covenant. And they would live and experience in them. Moses would know God in an intimate, deeply personal, and wonderful way. And God today, folks, wants us to experience and to know Him more than just the Mighty One, more than El Shaddai, but also as Jehovah, also as the great one, the only one, the true God. Folks, this matters. He wants us, invites us to come into a unique and dynamic and special relationship. To know him more than this, the mighty one. He wants us to experience and know him in a way as Moses did. There is a unique passage found in John chapter 8 that connects all this together with our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's start reading in verse 48. John chapter 8, in verse 48. And he says this, And the Jews answered Jesus, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and them demon-possessed? Jesus answered, I am not possessed by a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory of my, for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Amen, folks. This is Jesus. Jesus' powerful words. Verse 52, and at this the Jews exclaimed, now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. And yet you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glory myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet fifty years old, the Jews said to him. 
and you have seen Abraham? Verse 58 of John chapter 8. I tell you the truth. Jesus says, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Jesus said, folks, that before Abraham was born, I am. He is the Lord Jehovah. He is El Shaddai. He is the Messiah, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He invites us in, not just to live and experience his dynamic power, but to draw us in to a fantastic relationship that changes everything about who we are and what we do and how we think and how we live and the good that we do for others and the love that we share and demonstrate on a daily basis. What a powerful reminder here all the way back when God met Moses and says, I am who I am. And folks, now we have seen him on the cross of Calvary. And his name is Jesus Christ, fulfilling all the promises of God and bringing us in to a deep, relationship with him and him alone folks that's our study for this broadcast and now folks we have the conclusion to name that bible character here was your clue I am the disciple Jesus saw sitting under a fig tree. Who am I? Nathaniel. John 1 chapter. John chapter. John chapter 1 verse 48. Nathaniel said unto him. Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him. Before that Philip called thee. Then. When thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, and thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under a fig tree, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. I am the disciple Jesus saw sitting under a fig tree. Who am I? Nathanael. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a part of the greatest movement ever, follower of Jesus Christ, by submitting your life to Him in repentance, submitting your life to Him in baptism, giving your whole life over. Become a follower of Jesus Christ. And you will receive the peace and blessing that passes all understanding. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you this. What a privilege and an honor it's been for me to have you walking along my side during this show.
May God bless you. In the Bible we are told, yes, we are told down in Egypt long ago, ago how the Hebrews were enslaved, served with rigor every day, for King Pharaoh, how their tears did flow, all their bondage was great, Pharaoh's heart was full of fate. Pharaoh placed over them taskmasters in bitter sorrow they prayed. In the sun they worked as slaves, boiling and turning sand to clay, working all day, building cities of clay. In oppression they cried out in sorrow and tears of anguish born. Please no more, please we and Hear our cries, dear Lord, and their cries did reach the Lord. From a burning bush he Freedom was the promise made, sending Moses on his way to face Pharaoh. Let my people go. Moses picked up his hand, faced old Pharaoh who just left. Let my people go, Moses said, warning Pharaoh of the Lord's wrath. When he would not let them go, Moses sent plagues for him to see. Who was in charge? Pharaoh fell on his knees. God delivered his people from bondage and set the captives free. Victory, oh can we see in this grand story. Jesus died to set us free. Thank you, friend, for listening to my show.